I was asked by the by the Chaveyim from from Keshel Tzadik to to speak about Tes Tammuz, about this this Thursday night, this Erev Shabbos. And I guess the reason I was asked is because I was eager to have uh, a Kesha, one much more personal day in day out over the course of of some years of many years and the other really more from a distance but both of these sadikim both of these sadikim i could say on a deep level saved my life not that khalila i was in danger of dying but saved my my life of being a jew of my ruchnius of who i am and test Thomas is the outside of two tzaddikim who are very, very different, came from a very different background and had a different way of being mashpia, our generation, after the Muhammad, before the Muhammad as well, but particularly the generation after the Muhammad. And I'm talking about my Rebbe, Rebbe David Lifshitz, Zeichat Sadev Racha, also known as the Suval Kirav, was I had to learn by I was I had to learn by for for a number of years. He was Armasadi Kedushin and um, someone who I I loved in a very, very deep and personal way. I was very close to him. And then and it's also the outside of a great Sadiq, the Shafakhaim, the Rabbi from Klosenberg, who I met um, a number of times. My father brought me to him on a number of occasions. I never really spoke to individually, privately, but he was he was a heroic person. I'm not the only one. There are thousands and thousands of Jews who look up to him, but particularly the survivors and the children of survivors and the stories that I heard from my father about him and later on that I would read and the way that he spoke about his experiences of the war in a very open way that um, helped me personally to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the ruins that I, that I grew up with seeing in my the life, the life of my parents, my relatives, those who survived, and the other Jews that I grew up with. That Nakuda of pure Amuna, that Pach Shaman of Hanukkah, that was burning and continued to burn brighter and brighter despite all that he had been through, that he lost his entire family, as everybody knows, 11 children and so on. And as I said, both these of uh, these tzaddikim were huge, huge Talmud Chachamim, tremendous Talmud Chachamim. I remember, I remember sitting, I sat, I sat around two feet away, not even from Rabbi David Badashir, Rabbi David Lipschitz. And I remember so clearly, uh, one particular time stands out that we were learning Chulun and Rabbi David was explaining Rashba, Chiddush from the Rashba, in its Chedushim and in Teres Abayis and Bedek Abayis, it was a very Lebedic Indian, a very complicated Sugi in the Gemara. And 
I and I was listening to how Rabbi David was saying over the Rashba, and I was so close. I was looking inside where he had his eyes on that page, and he had his finger in a certain place, and he was saying over the Rashba, but word for word. But that's not where his finger was. He was reciting it by heart, Balpe, from the Chedusha Rashba and Chulun. He was a a guy that knew Kolator Kula Mamish. But I can't say that I remember so many shiurim that I heard. I, uh, many, I, 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 I don't have the memory that I used to, and so many years have passed, and I, I can't remember uh, much of the of the Torah, the beautiful, beautiful lambdas and this, and the 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 unbelievable chidushin that would that would come out from Rab David's mouth, and the Torah that he said over from his Rebbe, Rab Shimon Shkop. I can't remember so much of the Torah, but, but like the story that I've often told about the Beis Yaakov from Ishbitz, that there was a Jew that, that was privileged to be at that uh, nightly shear that the Ishbitzer gave during the week between 12 o'clock and 4 o'clock in the morning, a shear in Gemara that, that only the, 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 uh, the elite of the of the Bochum were allowed to attend and there was somebody who said that he was there, he was able to be there. And he's not able to remember much of the Torah because of what he went through in life and uh, and the years. And he couldn't remember much of the Torah but but he said if you ask me why I'm a Jew it's because I remember how exactly at four o'clock in the morning when this year would end. I remember how the Rebbe would close his Gemara, would kiss the Gemara. And that kiss, and the way that he kissed the Gemara, is something that kept me going, something that I remember. So I could say the same thing about Rabbi David. The, the expression in his eyes, the unbelievable love that he showed to me personally. I remember, I remember when uh, I became a chosen, and and I asked my Rebbe if would, would it be okay would he like him to, to meet the Kala to give us a bracha and he was very excited and I uh, I brought I brought my future wife to to the apartment in Washington Heights and uh, and first of all I'd love to remember that he was at my at my in-laws Schasna many many years earlier and he said the exact date. And, he, and and where it was, where it took place, and then he he did like he did a record, he danced in, in front of the two of us, and he walked us to the elevator, and then a few months later at the actual chasna where David came back special from Eretz Yisrael because he usually stayed in Eretz Yisrael till after the Yom Tovim, but he came back early for the chasna. We were married at the uh, at the end of Elul a few days before Shoshana. And Abdavid came back especially to be at the Chasna and to be Masada Kedushan. And after the after the Chuppah, we were we were in the elevator. Abdavid, myself, my wife of uh, five minutes, and the two Adam. And and once again, it was a mice with an elevator. Abdavid holding my holding my my hand and dancing in the elevator in front of my kala. Kate and Rachlifnei kala. 
And then there was a time that I've spoken about publicly that I was driving up David to to bake matzahs. We were going to the, uh, to the Lower East Side, I believe, and we were on the FDR Drive, and David asked me to say something over in Hasidus, and I began to tell him a, a Torah from the Avni Nezer, and he said that we have to immediately get off the highway, miad, 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 right now, schnell, quickly, to take the car off the highway. So I, I didn't know what happened. I got off the next exit, and David told me to park the car, and it was a side street there right off of the highway, and... And Reb David said, you can't say such a thing when you're driving what you were saying from Avnezer. And he said, finish the Torah. And I said over this Torah from Avnezer. And, and then Reb David says, no, I could Once again, a dance. And we, we went out of the car and we danced over there. I don't remember what street it was, but somewhere right off the FDR drive, we did a Rikud myself. This nobody of a, of a yeshiva bacher and one of the tzaddikim of the generation, because he was excited over over some words of Torah that I that I said over probably inaccurately. Uh, and he was so excited to, over this Torah. So th- these are just a, a couple of memories. There's so many, so many that I can't even share. And uh, there's not an, the time to share. The Klozenberg Rebbe, the the stories that have been told after the Muhammad, he wasn't just a father to the to his fellow survivors. He a father is a person that you know you respect, you learn from, and so on. But he was he was a mother, mamish a mother. Everybody knows the story of him. Taking off his own stockings, you know that he that he was wearing after the war to try to give a girl who wanted to dress in the way that she used to, but they didn't have clothing, and he took off his own stockings. The the these two tzaddikim, their hashpa was not only giving Torah over like a father, but it was giving life like a mother, feeding and clothing and caring for, and nurturing. Um, that's how they. That's how they were mechanech. Um, I remember. I remember. Um, I've told this also publicly that I remember um, that I met. I met a Jew someplace in the airport. I don't know. Going to Israel. So come back from Israel. So we were waiting for the plane, and he shared with me that he was raised in a was raised in a family that they were they were very close to the Klozenberg Rebbe. Uh, they weren't Hasidish, but they were very close to the Rebbe. Um, also, a family of Hungarian survivors, and and uh, he told me he shared with me that he really wasn't doing well in yeshiva. He wasn't particularly interested. He wasn't really learning that much, and his father wanted to go with him to take him to the Klosenberger Rebbe, and he really didn't want to go, but his father insisted, and he went with his father to the Rebbe, and the Rebbe said, "I want to talk. I want to talk to." To, um, I don't remember the guy's name is whatever, Yankel. I want to talk to Yankel by himself. So Yankel's father left the room, and and he told this to me that the Rebbe said, asked the Rebbe said to him, tell me Yankel. He asked him, Yankel, tell me, what is it? That, what is it that that you, that you like? He says that. What is it? Tell me what you like. 
So Yankel said, well, there are two things I really like most. The first is I like I really like playing chess. And the second thing is I, I like going to the movies. And he said that. He said, he told to the Rebbe, just like that. And the Rebbe said to him, Yankel said, the Rebbe said to me, look, I, I also like playing chess. And uh, I enjoy a game of chess. He said, movies I've never been to. But I'll tell you what, Yankel. You and I are going to have a game of chess. We'll play a game of chess. And we'll see who wins. If you win, I'll go with you to a movie. If I win, the Rebbe said, if I win, then I want you to promise me that you'll come learn with me. That we'll have a chavusa every week. And this guy told me that he said, okay. And they played chess. And he said, the Rebbe, the Rebbe smeared him. And, uh, and he had a chavusa, not just for one year, but I think he said like for a year and a half, two years, he had a, he had a chavusa every week at the Klosenberger Rebbe. And he said that it pulled him out from many, many other things, not just chess and the movies. And he became a big Yerushalayim. It seemed to me like he was a Talmud Chacham. And all of the stories of, of how the Rebbe gave life to so many people after the Muhammad, during the Muhammad, there were so many Nisim and Aflos. And then after the Muhammad, And they're all kshuvim yaman that we have swarm about the Klosenberger Rebbe. So to end, I'm sorry, this has been a very long, I really I have much, much more to say, but but to end, you know, when we were in Mitzrayim, there were these women, Shifra and Pua, the Mialdais Ha'ivriyais, and it says about them, that they gave life to the children. There are teachers, Rashi Yeshiva, Rebbeim, Rabbanim, who teach, who are excellent teachers. But there are only some who give life, who mamish give you the air that you breathe. These two tzaddikim, for me, gave me the air to breathe, gave me a reason to live. The schus of these two tzaddikim, of, of the Klosenberger Rebbe and of Rabbi Lushis, the school should protect us. And we should be Zayachim with Hashem to become Tukim, to Chaya Chayim Baruch Hu through their teachings and, and through the memory of the Tzaddikim to become more deeply connected to Kaddish Baruch Hu. And to be Zayachim for that day of Akhtiran Shaykh Neofer that the Tzaddikim will come back to life. Maybe Amen.